Welcome to the DJE Podcast, where you will learn about real estate investing from real life examples. Here's your host, Devin Elder. Hello, hello. Today on the show, we've got Todd Heitner. He runs a company called Apartment Investor Pro. Uh, you can go to apartmentinvestorpro.com to check it out. It's a website a turnkey website for apartment investors. So rather than go out and, and build everything and figure out how to be a web designer and all that stuff, you can just link up with him and get your website up and running in a couple of days. And we talked about kind of the importance of putting a dollar per hour value on your activities that you're doing, right? So that if as a business owner, you're not out wearing all the hats. I mean, you're going to have to wear a lot of hats in the beginning, but you, you eventually want to figure out how you focus on those couple of things that are going to really move the needle for your business and building websites, not one of them, but you've got to have professional web presence, all that good stuff. So we talked a lot about marketing, about Todd's background, about what they do for clients, how to structure the website, kind of some best practices, do's and don'ts, things like that. And uh, I think if you're starting to build your business, that's going to be valuable for you. So we'll jump into that with Todd. Quickly, some housekeeping. If you are not on the DJE investor list and you'd like to see our upcoming projects, you can go to djetexas.com. There's a spot to schedule a very brief call with our team. Ask us any questions. We can get to know you, send you some great case studies and things like that so that you can see our upcoming projects. And if you are an aspiring uh, operator or investor, you want to go out and run your own deals. We've got a great program that I co-founded with my business partner at apartmenteducators.com. We've got some great free content all the way up to holding your hand, coaching you, walking you through your first deal. Uh, so we've got that on uh, tap for you at apartmenteducators.com. Okay, guys, let's jump into the episode with Todd Heitner. Here we go. Todd, welcome. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Doing great. Thanks for jumping on the show today. We've got a good show lined up here. We're going to talk about uh, some of the marketing and, and website stuff as it pertains to multifamily, multifamily syndicators, investors, that kind of thing. Before we jump in, uh, how about a little background for those that haven't met you? Um, what's your background and, and how did you get to where you are now? Yeah. Um, so I'm um... I'm currently living in, in Pennsylvania. I'm originally from Oklahoma, though. Grew up there. Uh, my wife and I got married, moved to Virginia, and then well, last year moved up here to Pennsylvania. Um, about seven, a little over 17 years ago, I started building websites for real estate investors. That was kind of how it started out with single family investors. Sure, and sure. Um, yeah, I kind of got my feet wet with that. And then, well, which we still do, but like now in more recent years, we've kind of branched into and focused more on multifamily, especially for syndicators. And so that's kind of where we are today. We, you know, have a website service where, you know, syndicators uh, can come and get a, a website set up without all the, the normal hassles and a lot faster. So awesome. So like a turnkey deal. Yeah. So um, what are you see? Cause we we're talking a little bit before we start recording here. Um, there's a lot of pieces, right. That go into an effective web presence and sort of sales funnel. If you want to call it that, I don't really call raising capital sales. I guess it is, but we've always kind of framed it like, Hey, look, we're going to put a deal. We're going to bust our tails to put a really good deal together. And when we finally do, we're going to put it out and whoever wants in can join whoever doesn't. That's great. So it's a little different than say, you know, other kinds of kinds of maybe sales, but maybe you could kind of give somebody listening that an overview of, of like, what are all the pieces that go into that, that, um, 
somebody might go out and cobble those pieces together, or you've got a turnkey thing where it's like, Hey, boom, this is, this is set up. So what are the, what are the components of that? I guess, full, uh, fully functioning website to kind of attract investors and go through the whole process there. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I think for just a simple illustration, if we think about a house, you know, a house is built on a plot of land and there's a road going to it and it has an address. I'm kind of the same with the website. You know, the, the internet is like that network of roads, you know, that leads wherever. Um, but each house has to have, or each website has an address and that's like your domain name, you know, whatever.com. That's how people can find you and get to your specific website. Um, and then with a, with a website, you know, kind of like how you have land for, a house there's web hosting is it's kind of where a website is built you know you have to have it uh somewhere that's you know basically connected to the internet somewhere to build your website and then uh the the house or the, you know is like the website you know you build that and houses have all different foundations different structure different looks different you know the same thing with website they, they can be built on different platforms uh, and different you know different ways of putting them together they look different um so I guess starting with, you know, one of the basic things is a domain name. And, and I always recommend that people get the .com for one thing and also get that to match your business name, you know? And, and so, because yeah, that's really part of your brand. Um, and, and if you, I just recently, somebody gave me a, their website address and it was something.investments. And like, that might sound like a good idea. It sounds kind of cool, but I didn't realize it was a website address. <laughs> right. Problem, you know, that does so, get confusing. Those extensions, you can yeah. kind of have any extension now, right? Yeah. There's so many different things. There is a lot mm -hmm. of them available. And uh, the thing is, we're just ingrained to think.com. You know, that's, that's yes. what we think of for websites. I mean, it stands for commercial, you know, dot, .com. And so that's like a business website is, is usually .com. And so, um, so, so do what do you think yeah, on the on the domain names? Because there's kind of different schools of thought on domain name conventions. You know, do you recommend? And we kind of talk with people that we're coaching on this too. Like, what do you name your company? You know, uh, whether it's Smith Capital or Smith Equity. Do you like a short? So I agree, definitely agree. Like a dot com. Do whatever you can to get that. Don't have hyphens in the domain name, right? Um, do you recommend? Uh, abbreviations to keep it a short domain, or do you like a full, you know, johnsmithcapital.com or what's your preference there as you're, you know, people are going through this process. I would say if you're going to, if you're going to get something, I mean, I, it, there's pros and cons. Yeah. Like you said, sure. of, of both. but if, if you're going to go with a shortened version of it, I would say, make sure the long version is also available. It's like, if you're going to shorten management, for example, make sure the Full, fully spelled out is available too, and get right. both of them, you know, and like forward one to the other, you might, you might put that in your marketing one way, but like have them both. So that if people type it the other way, you're, they're still going to end up on your website, not somebody else's. So nice. That's a good reason to check before you actually get locked in and, and really have your heart set on a business name, see if the domain name is available because you don't want to have to change it later. You know, it, it's uh, so if you get it, otherwise you register your, business entity and everything. And then you find out, well, somebody else already has that name or that business name, that company or uh, website name. Uh, you know, it can create confusion. People might end up on the wrong website. They might go, you know, and it might be another competitor, basically another, yeah. they yeah. might, they might, you might be sending your investors to them to uh, <laughs> raise money for them. So we're right. talking about things you want to do. <laughs> um, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. Um, is that part of what you guys do is kind of the full stack and help register the domain name and everything, or are you just putting a site on an existing domain? 
we, we basically just provide the website service so people kind of bring their own domain. Um, right. And I, and I recommend with, you know, with that going with a, a company that you've already, that you've heard of before when it comes to your domain, like GoDaddy or Namecheap, sure. even Google now sells domains, but um, that, yeah, that way you'll have, um, have the ability to do whatever you want with it, not get locked into a certain thing. Um, we don't, provide those because I, I think people really need to own that. It's like part of your brand, you know, and I, I, I right. want people to have that where if, if they decide they want to do something else with, it, they have that freedom to do that. And so, yep. yeah. And register it for a lot of years, right? Not just one year. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, it's, it's a good idea to do. And, and also make sure you have it on auto renew because <laughs> I've had people, you know, like, oh, my website's down, what's wrong. And it's like, you didn't renew it, you know, the, it expired because it has to be renewed every year. And so. sure definitely something to watch out for. Yeah. And that, that stinks for you. You're like, that's not me. That's, that's you, man. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I know, There's so many stories about that, right? Like I think the George W. Bush library let their domain name lapse <laughs> and somebody scooped it up and did something crazy with it. And I'm sure there's just countless stories. Uh, yeah. Along those and sometimes lines. The people scoop them up and they'll try to resell it back to you for thousands of dollars. <laughs> and so that's, yeah. Squatting, happen. right? Is that is that yeah. what it's called? Don't so, yeah. squatting. Yeah, yeah not good. Today, but I know that was a thing for a while. Anyway, that was happening. So, so somebody can go through the pain and agony and the difficult decision of naming their company. Make sure there's you you get the .dot com uh, or variations. Buy it at GoDaddy and then come talk to you for the rest. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so all the, you know, when it comes to the design and content we have all that stuff already written if, if people don't want to use our service that's fine too i mean you can do that but just kind of it's good to know what you're getting into i guess with that you know know yeah um there's a lot of pieces to put together and so if for, for ones that don't want to deal with all that we can you know have all that already put together yeah so you've got kind of you, you know you mentioned kind of the address you got a you know a dot com here hopefully and then kind of some of the other pieces of the house here and i just wanted to detour there for a minute on domains to get your thoughts on best practices, but let's to kind of walk through the rest of it. Sure. Yeah. So another aspect is web hosting, you know, I said, that's kind of like the land, you know, where your house is located, where your website's located. Um, With that, if you're, well, like with our service, you don't, we we include the hosting, but otherwise, you know, you, you want to find a hosting company that's um, I I don't recommend going with the cheapest you can find. It's kind of like, it's kind of like getting the cheapest rent you can find. It's like, you know, you're going to, you may not like your neighbors. It's going to be an adventure, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, the same thing with websites, you know, if you, if you put it on the cheapest, you're probably going to have issues. Your site might be slow. Um, and you know, they, they tend for cheap hosting, they tend to like cram a bunch of websites together because they fear well, people, they're not going to spend much on it. They're probably not too serious. Anyway, I just put a bunch on one computer basically. And sometimes those other people like their websites, they might do something that could have a negative impact on your website. Um, whether they're sending out spam or their site gets hacked or, or, or they're just, you know, whatever it can affect you. And so usually it's worth it to go, you know, spend a little bit more to have quality hosting. And that's going to also mean your neighbors are, are a little bit higher quality too, unless uh, it less likely to have a negative impact on, on your site. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So domain and then hosting, and that's yeah. kind of the, the basis of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the basis. And then, once you've got that, you know, then there's, there's putting the actual website together. So having something designed, um, you need some kind of a platform to, to build it on. I, I like WordPress a lot. I think it's one of the most popular platforms out there. Sure. Um, there, there's other stuff out there. People, some try to build a website themselves, like using something like Wix or Squarespace or those kind of things. 
Um, that can be okay, but I, I don't really recommend it. For one thing, you want to make sure your website's going to grow with your business. And so you're not looking at just what do I need today to get a website up and running, but what am I going to need, you know, in the years to come? Because if you're building it on a platform that's not going to grow with your company, then um, you, you're going to end up having to redo it all from scratch somewhere else. And so that that's a pain. So it, it's better sure. to start out with a platform that's going to work and, and be able to grow with your business. So, um, and then, um, so yeah, you know, want to have it, have something designed that looks professional too. That's another downside of maybe doing it yourself is that it may not look as professional as it, as it should to really get people's trust. Um, and, uh, that's a huge point because, you know, I, I tell people like, don't, don't try to raise capital with your Gmail address. Like it's right. such a basic step. It's like showing up to a board meeting at a, fortune 100 company in shorts and a t-shirt it's like you're the same person but put yeah. on the suit man it's like yeah. you know do do what you need to do for the job here and i'm uh i understand people starting out cost conscious but mm -hmm. if we're talking about multifamily and i notice you know your tagline is multifamily websites for the serious investor i mean i think a multifamily is like 100 unit plus stuff you know you're talking like 5 10 20 million dollar assets here you're raising one yeah. two ten million dollars of equity um, don't, you know, don't have crummy design, don't have a personal email address. And also you got to think about yourself. If, if you're doing this as kind of the CEO of your company, best use of time too, right? Right. If you have a yeah. web design background, maybe that's one thing, but even if you do have a web design background, um, you got to look at your, your cost per hour, where you're allocating your time. Is it really like spending time on the website? Is that the best, highest and best use of your time? So Kind of a yeah. lot of a lot of pieces coming to play there. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I mean, even, I mean, even with our company, even though I have like you know decades of experience building websites, when it comes to editing our website, I'm not the one that does it. <laughs> you know, sure. you run the company, right? Yeah, because yeah, sure. yeah. my time is better spent running the company. And um, right. I, the thing you brought out too about the email address that reminds me, I had, I have a little clip that I took from Facebook. Somebody because somebody was trying to get a deal on Facebook, and they said, you know, if you have any deals you know email me and it was like a gmail address and somebody responded and said uh oh no it's just not the right one let me find it here it was um they said uh, i do have a concern if your company is a real player why do you not have a website or a branded email i honestly question buyers who claim to be looking for million dollar deals using gmail emails 100 percent. let me give that yeah. person a virtual high five and i wholeheartedly <laughs> concur yeah it's true because it i mean what does it cost to get an email address it's maybe like five or six dollars a month something like that and if you're saying you can take down a multi-million dollar deal like why would you not have your own, you know a branded email 100 percent. it's these it's these guys from the wholesale single family game that think well hey i, I made a spread on a house you know maybe i can do the same thing on a 10 million dollar building instead of making a a 5k spread, I'll make a 50k spread. And they just apply that same kind of terrible mentality to It's like when I get a letter for an asset that we own on a yellow letter and it says, dear one, two, three, ABC, LLC, we want to buy your building cash tomorrow. And it's like, this is a single family letter. Like you put the wrong address in your database and accidentally sent it to me. Who's going to immediately put it right in the trash. It's yeah. kind of like the same thing with the, with the Gmail stuff, but that's good. You guys, you know, keep it up because it makes it, it makes you easy to spot and, sift and leave, yeah. move away from. Right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's such a small thing. And I think all those little 
all those little things add up. I mean, it, every one of those little things gives a signal to the person, like, is this person legit or not? Right. And, you know, like ha- not, you know, the, the, re- the branded email, having a professional website, um, er- everything, you know, every, every interaction is sending a message to that person and letting them make a decision about whether they can trust you or not. So, yeah, that, that's an interesting point. Like we're, we're, there's so much uh, trust and, and credibility, such a big part of this business. And when I'm talking about buying, you know, multi-million dollar buildings and investors and might, they might be out of state. So we're all constantly kind of trying to assess credibility and do that remotely too, which is a little bit weird, right? I mean, ideally we're investing with friends that we've known for a long time and we've been investing with for years, but that started somewhere. I mean, we, you know, I'm not investing with people that I was born with and grew up with. I mean, you have to start the relationship somewhere and people are constantly assessing your credibility and you're constantly assessing others credibility right mm-hmm. yeah and and you know everybody interact if, if somebody's serious about investing with you they're probably going to google you you know they're probably going to search and see who totally. is this person what can i find yep i mean i think that's another good reason to even pay attention to your social media like just search for your own name and see what comes up and see like do i need to clean up anything before <laughs> investors see this um but but obviously you know like the website that should should come up it should be professional um so Yes, definitely some important points. So, so we're kind of talking about the design piece there. And so you guys will handle the design um, piece of it. Now, how far do you guys go down that road? Are you doing logo design and concept and branding and taglines? Or is it more like the website aesthetic itself and design? Yeah, it's mainly the website itself. And actually what kind of what we've focused on is we we have designs that are already made that where we've already, we've already spent like the months building out the design, making it look professional. And we have content sure. already in there so that people can just basically sign up and have a website up and running quickly. Uh, obviously then it can be customized. Like if they want to like tweak it and make it their own, you know, put their own images or change colors. I mean, we'll like, if they have a logo, for example, we'll help help like match the colors of the site to their logo and things like that. But sure. um, saves a lot of time and, and uh, energy by, by having these things already like as much as possible kind of built out and then just uh, people can kind of tweak it however they want. So um yeah. Great. Yeah, that makes sense. So they come to you, they get the, they figure out their domain, go through that process, get a website set up with you guys. And then what is some of the functionality? Cause I see people struggling with this, like they go way down some rabbit hole and spend way too long trying to build a website. And really, you know, there's, there's, if you're trying to do apartment deals, you need to find the deal and you need to find the capital. So those are really the only two things you need to be focusing on and building the website or working with a company for a hundred years to put a site together is, is not capital and it's not finding right. the next deal. Yeah. Um, so what they get the site set up and then what do you, you know, what, what does that look like for them? They start driving traffic via podcasts or handing out business cards. Yeah. Basically, however they, however they want to market is, is kind of uh, up to them. Everybody's doing something a little bit different, but yeah, it could be, um, any, any of those things. I mean, some people are also doing social media marketing too, which is another option, you know, um, you know, like LinkedIn and Facebook and stuff like that. Uh, but we basically provide them a way to do that and, and, and something that will capture people once they send them there. Um, like some of our, some of our plans actually have like a, a lead magnet, like a free report people can sign up for. And right. then, you know, which is, you know, an important part of the process, especially if you if you are doing some marketing to people you don't know, you do want a, a way to capture them when they come to your website. So, um, 
I would say, you know, even if somebody's building their site their own on their own, like make sure you have that as one of the first things, like have some way to capture con- contact information for somebody who's not maybe ready to invest or, or tell you, you know, send you all their information, but they're, they're curious. They want to know a little bit more about it. They want to learn more about you have something free where all they have to give is their name and email. Now you have a way to contact them again, follow up. But, um, you know, otherwise people are just, most people that come to your website are going to leave without contacting you. And so um, if you don't have some way to capture that, you know, then you're, you're just wasting that. So, yeah. Got it. So is that you guys advocate having some kind of free report or giveaway that, that you can exchange uh, contact information for? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we have some, already made that people can use if they want. And, and that just gives you a head start with that. But um, I, I recommend that because otherwise you can waste a lot of effort, you know, getting people to your website and then they leave and you never hear from them again. But if you put them on your mailing list, now you can start to build a relationship and uh, start to um, educate them a little bit and tell them about your, your company more and get them, you know, more warm them up basically to, to the idea of investing with you. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. I'm a big advocate of like pushing the fast forward button wherever possible in parts of your business. There's, if you're running a business or starting a business, there's too much to do uh, to to go down little rabbit holes on all of it. Cause we're talking about a million different hats that a business owner needs to wear in the beginning before they start to grow and delegate some of those tasks. What are some things you've seen? You've seen a lot of clients and websites, I'm sure what have you seen people do right? And what have you seen people do wrong? You know, maybe things that have stood out to you over the years. Yeah. Um, I mean, one, one thing that is good, like I said, is having someone to capture contact information, but also yeah. uh, like having, having, you know, putting your own personality into it a little bit too, is, is a good thing. Um, you know, if you do have maybe a certain audience you're going after, like speak to that audience or, or maybe include like pictures of yourself and your website. One of the, one of the things I definitely recommend too, like one of the first things is having about us page because right. we did some testing on our own site. And one of the most visited areas of our site was the about us link at the top. And, and, you know, cause people want to know who are you doing, who are they doing business with? And ideally, you know, also have a picture of yourself so that, you know, they can see your face, see you're a real person because websites can be kind of impersonal, kind of cold, sure. um, anybody can hide behind a website, but when you see a person like an actual face, you know, that changes, changes the nature of that a little bit and they can start to see you as a real person. And so uh, I would say spend some time on that, you know, get a quality, you know, about us page. And if you have other team members, have them listed there too. So they can start to start to get to know you basically. Um, You know, I guess another thing that maybe people do well, I, I guess one of the big things that we've kind of touched on, but like building, building a website themselves, obviously the time is, is a, a negative thing, but um, also it's basically it's either going to take your time away from things you should be doing, or you're going to, or it's not going to get done. So I, cause I've talked to people like one person say it took him 10 months to build this website and that's Ooh, man. because he's doing other stuff too. You know, it's like, it always gets put in the back burner. That's right. Whereas if you're doing it, or if you get it done quick, that means you probably didn't get something else done that you really should have been doing. So I guess, you know, again, like I'm not saying people have to use us. I mean, if you hire somebody, basically like that's not a part of your business that um, you ha- have to be involved. So spend your time on the things where you really have to be involved, you know, like building relationships and things like that and let, let other people handle, you know, the other parts of it. Um, so, yep, yeah, that makes sense. So you got, you've got somebody hits the website, you've got uh, a giveaway report and you guys have some template stuff that people can, kind of rebrand or, or edit. Uh, and then 
you know, ideally you, you have some kind of a newsletter or something, right? So what, what do you, do you guys do anything there? What do you, do you recommend certain things? Is it built in? How, how do you approach that? Yeah. So um, I definitely recommend people have something like that. We don't have it um, built in. Um, I, I recommend people use some kind of service like active campaign, for example, is a good one. There's a bunch out there. MailChimp um, is all, all kinds of them something that you can put people into and our, our sites integrate with all those services. So basically you can connect it to whatever service you're using already. Cause a lot of people are already nice. using something. And, um, but yeah, so I, you know, one, one part of that, I think is like once somebody signs up for something, you need to have really a, a series of emails that goes out to them automatically that that kind of starts building that relationship. First of all, give them whatever it is they, they signed up for obviously, but then tell them about your company and, and, you know, your, your history a little bit. Um, Tell them more about multifamily investing in case they're not familiar with that. Start to build trust. Um, you know, if you have any other free resources you want to give them that might help them to, to um, you know, make a decision about investing. Maybe it's a blog post on your website or something like that, uh, or a podcast you were on. Something like that could be. Um, it, it can help them learn more, but also see you as an expert and, and come to trust you too. Um, so. We do have some, uh, with one of our plans, we have some like template emails that, that people can use to, to kind of, obviously you're gonna have to customize w for your personal company, you know, and put your information there, but uh, you, know, you can plug that into whatever system you're using. And, um, and then obviously, like you were saying, then have like a regular newsletter too. So some of that's automated, like when people first sign up, but then, uh, then you, would, you should be keeping in touch on a regular basis, maybe like a monthly newsletter or, or whatever you know frequency you want to do, but uh, where you share share information, uh, share um, inf you know details about you and your company too, maybe what you're working on, things like that can be uh, really good to stay in, stay in touch with people, so that when they are ready to make that that next step, you're the one they're going to think of because they just they're like, oh yeah, I just I just heard from this person, they I know that they do investing, I can let me find that email or something like that. So um, right, right, yeah, that's huge because somebody might hear about you and they're not going to invest in a deal for 18 months. And that's fine. Yeah. You just kind of have to be building that, uh, building that stream of content and getting people uh, familiar with you, which is a, a big part of it. Um, so if somebody comes, they, they, they don't want to build everything. They come to you. How quick are they getting set up with a live website and what is their ongoing commitment? Right. Cause we're talking about focus and time and not spending too much time doing the website. So how about those two things in terms of getting set up and then ongoing, I guess, for, for the owner, what's their ongoing commitment? Okay, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, from the time they sign up, I, I, they can't have their website in as little as like a day or two, because like I said, we already do have designs and we have content already written. Uh, we even have some like blog posts already written that kind of give people a head start on that. So nice. Um, I, I mean, basically it's a matter of connecting your domain name. And then if there's anything, obviously you want to change that, there's, you know, however long that will take, but, um, for basics thing, you know, we'll, we'll do that, you know, like helping you change colors and, or can maybe connecting to one of those other services using, using something like that. Uh, we, we can help out with that kind of stuff. Um, I would say ongoing though, mainly it's, you know, if you're producing some sort of content, like maybe you're doing blog posts or you're, um, on podcasts or something like that, you know, you can just post that on your website and that's pretty, pretty simple just, just to post it on there. Um, and we have, have tutorials and things like that to, to help with that. But, um, but, you know, as far as, because ordinarily there's like maintenance stuff that has to be done on a website. You have to keep everything up to date, like plugins and WordPress and all that kind of stuff, which we handle all that kind of stuff. So there's no, none of that to deal with. 
Um, it's just basically, you know, if you're, if you have new content to, you want to put on your website, just to put that up there. And um, like I said, we can even help out with that or, you know, point you in the right direction to, to do that. Got it. So, so all the kind of maintenance, security updates, hosting, all that stuff's totally handled yeah. by you guys, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, nice. You don't have to, cause I don't know that when it, when it comes to websites, you've probably seen like, there's, there's always something to be done. It's kind of like owning a house. Like there's always some kind of maintenance that has to be done. Like you're, yep. you know, you have to update things, you have to install things or, and then something, something breaks. So there's some kind of conflict somewhere you have to fix it. And so like, that's, you know, we're handling all that kind of stuff behind the scenes and, um, you know, if somebody has any kind of issue or they need help, well, they, they contact us and we, we figure it out and <laughs> they don't have to deal with all that. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. So tell me, um, when did you guys start and, and what have you seen in the multifamily space? you know, since you guys have started, I mean, capital formation has changed right. in in um, in the United States in the last handful of years. Yeah. Um, and we started with, with single family investors initially, probably 17 years ago, but uh, with multifamily, um, I don't know offhand, I think it's probably like five or six years ago, we kind of started getting into that and then focused on it more and more uh, the last few years going to events and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's, it's really grown. I mean, it's, it was something that initially, I mean, when I first started doing this, I, was, I, I hadn't really even thought about apartment investing or heard much about it, but um, it seems like in the last handful of years, it's just, it's really grown. I mean, there's a lot more interest and in I think people see that scalability you know that's there and um and and how well you know it's a it's i mean kind of with every, yeah i guess basically scaling the the profits but uh the um expenses are you know it's kind of more under one roof kind of thing it's, it makes a lot of sense i think and i've seen more and more people kind of shifting that direction yeah for sure i mean there's obviously we kind of tout all these benefits of of multifamily if you're looking at real estate in general as an investment so um, that's good. And then the capital formation piece is really interesting to me how, um, people have just kind of figured it out, how to, how to put a team together. There's a lot of, there's a lot of capital that needs a home and it's just kind of regular folks or W2 earners or whatever. And, um, it's pretty cool when you could put 20 or 50 or a hundred of them together and go buy a really big deal where everybody wins. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody's able to accomplish a lot more that way. You kind of, kind of, creating a team that it can, you can go so much farther than on, on your own. I mean, like if you're doing single family, I mean, it's, it's going to be so much slower progress. So hundred percent, but maybe not a terrible place to start. You started there. I started there, but um, you know, there's, there's stuff beyond that to, to grow into. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what else, what else would you say to someone that's kind of starting out maybe their multifamily business and obviously, you know, shortcutting a bunch of cycles out on the, on the, um, the website front is important, but you've talked to a lot of different multifamily operators, bunch of investors, bunch of people getting started in this. Is there anything you've seen that, that could maybe benefit somebody um, starting out now that you, that you'd share with them? Well, I mean, I do, I do suggest if possible to have like a coach or a mentor or somebody that you, you um, can help you out with some of that stuff. I mean, they can help you with some of the credibility aspects of it too. They can, sure. you can kind of put them on your website as a team member you know, as an advisor or something like that, that can help a lot too. Like they're bringing their experience. Um, but I mean, there's, I mean, there, as far as education goes, there, there's a lot of free, free education out there too, through podcasts, which is awesome. Like the one you're sure. doing, and, but also events, yeah, like attending events and um, meeting people in person. Like there's, I don't know, it just, 
it's just a, different when you meet people in person and like it, it solidifies relationships, I think. And so whether that be like a local meetup or like a, you know, nationwide event, something like that, uh, those can really, um, you know, can really form some more solid relationships, I think. So um, networking, I'd say early on, try to get, get to know people and, and kind of, uh, you know, don't wait until you're ready to start raising money to, to start networking, you know, but you should be doing that on a regular basis, kind of getting to know people and, um, and, and, and keeping in touch with them and things like that. So you never know where those relationships could lead. Uh, so, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's something kind of amazing happens when you spend a weekend and go to a conference in another city, you're in a room with a couple hundred people that they didn't just stumble in there. I mean, they planned it ahead. They bought a ticket. They left their family for the weekend. They bought a hotel and maybe it's only a couple thousand bucks to go, but the kind of person that will do that, um, you really separate yourself just by doing, and then you get a hundred, 200 of those kinds of like-minded people together. Um, that, that really pushes the fast forward button. I think like nothing else can, all that stuff's important education, you know, keep, keep learning the terminology, you know, learn underwriting. There's the list is endless and things you need to do, but nothing really pushes the fast forward button, like, like meeting, like-minded people in person. So, you know, yeah, endeavor sure. to do that if you're trying to, to, to grow the business. Um, well, this is great, Todd. I really appreciate letting us kind of take a look at the company and what you guys have set up. If somebody wants to check out what you guys have, look at some of the websites, maybe templates, things like that, contact your team. What's the best way to do that? Yeah, just through our website, apartmentinvestorpro.com. I love yeah. it. I love it. We'll link to it in the show notes. Okay, sounds good. And put that, uh, you can click, through that on whatever device you're listening on and check it out. And if you are contemplating um, building all this stuff yourself and becoming a webmaster and that's not your skill set, don't do it. Push the fast forward button and get, uh, get plugged in with, with Todd's team. So thank you, Todd. I appreciate it. It was great to connect and I wish you guys could continued success. All right. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. I hope you found that educational, entertaining, inspiring, all of the above. If you are interested in seeing future DJE investment projects and you are not already on our list and in our portal, uh, you can go to the website, djetexas.com. There's a little button there to schedule a 15-minute call with our team, answer any questions you have, and make sure you get on that list to see that next project that comes out. Also, if you're interested in being... Uh, an investor that runs these deals, we've got a free seven-module course for you at apartmenteducators.com. Uh, a lot of great free content there to ramp up your education in the multifamily investing space. Once again, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We always appreciate a five-star review. That helps the reach of the show. That's one way you can give back if you enjoyed it, and we'll see you on the next one. Take care. Thank you for listening to the DJE Podcast. For more information, please go to djetexas.com.